welcome back to the Travels with Dante podcast. We're traveling along with Dante and Virgil as they enter the first of the Malabolge, the area of hell where fraud is punished. So over the next couple of podcasts, we're going to be going through each of these basically pits, these uh, evil purses in the ground. So we're starting off this time with the panderers and seducers, which are in one, and then in the second are the flatterers. Yeah, so Canto 18, we're just beginning, like Dante and Virgil have just arrived at these like malabolges, these pouches of evil. So think of it as a circle with 10 different like pouches or holes in the ground that have different forms of fraud in them. And keeping in mind, again, like this is the eighth circle, we're pretty deep down, and how evil fraud is, first of all, because it's intellectual, it requires your intellect to deceive somebody, it relies upon the truth, and it also causes someone to not be able to distinguish the truth when you see it. So that's part of the evil. So the first ones actually that you have here after they make it down are, like you said, like the panders, meaning pimps and seducers. And they're going, do you want to say briefly like what like they're doing? Right, so they're being scuffled around, and they're being—they're all naked, as Dante points out, um, and they're being whipped by demons, just like how they enslaved people in their life uh, through their words and through their coercion. So in hell, like the punishment fits the crime, they're being whipped and treated like slaves, just like the people they treated like slaves in their life. Yeah, and actually, it's really interesting. The imagery he uses is Romans in the year of Jubilee. Exactly. It's so a large right. crowd going together. And that's when they would have, like, applied their craft, you know, mm. of, apply, like, pimps, like, sending out their prostitutes. Right. And and it's ironic, though, that he's comparing, like, this this group of sinners in hell to the pilgrims who come to Rome for the feast. So I guess my question for you to think about is, like, why why is this under, like, the sin of fraud? Oh, the, the panders and seducers, like, yeah. tempting? Um, hmm. I really, I don't know. I really can't say it. It's interesting, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have an answer? You have an answer. I have a thought. Um, but it's just, like, because this is the first one that we get into with sins of fraud. Mm-hmm. So what is dishonest about it, right? And the first dishonest thing is that you can sell someone, you know? And not only that, but, like, the sexual act, again, like, separated from as an act of love. Instead, like, I give you pleasure, you give me money. Right. Right. And that this is happening through somebody's body. And usually you're pro- if you're if you're sending someone out, like, a pimp tries to keep them in line. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, you're, you're managing it. And so, like, the, the job itself is fundamentally disingenuous and not good for society as a whole. Right. Well, and I guess... The whole thing is a lie, right? Because the lie is, the whole idea of like pimping is predicated on the lie that human beings can be treated as objects. Yep. And even like in within like there's a, actually Dave Chappelle, the comedian Dave Chappelle talked about this one particular pimp. I think his name was Iceberg Slim, Mm -hmm. who like tells a story of like there's a certain amount of time like, time limit of, like, being able to use someone before the life totally runs them down. And he was talking about manipulating this woman in such a way to get her to, like, be a prostitute longer. And, like, you're running people down and pretending that this is good for people. So there's there's a lot here. And it goes with seducing as well. Because seducing someone is leading them into, like, the thought of love so that you can get something from them. 
So you see here, the, the reverses is giving and taking. And the panders flows very naturally from the users, like the last ones we saw in the, the circle of violence. It's a sort of almost managerial sin. We very much engage with the enterprising part of our intellect. Yeah, you're using that to like, yeah, treat people like objects mm-hmm. and manipulate in order to do that. Yeah, like, I mean, think about the insane businesses that have been built up, like organized crime that's been built up around like trafficking. Drug and a lot of them use it as a way to like support their families. You yeah. know, like there's something fundamentally disingenuous and problematic about that, of selling people that were part of families in order to support your family. Um, but there's here, like, first of all, one of the people says like, he, that he's from Bologna. And he says, I'm not the only Bolognese who weeps here in this ditch. The place is full of us. So there's Dante kind of taking a shot. I guess that place was known for that. Of Anyway, like he... The idea that there's, there's more in hell currently than there are living people in Bologna right now. Yeah. And like even like when he speaks, the demon slashes him and says, Off with you, pimp. We're no whores for you to swindle here. So then there's that, and then you immediately move from there to the second Malabolgia. So we, we get two in this one canto. Mm-hmm. And, well, Panders and then Seducers. Yeah. And then, so it, and he's like, Seducers go with him, all liars, right? Like there's something dishonest in seducing. But then you get in the second Malabolgia those of, like, flatterers. And this is a pretty, like... <laughs> Uh, first of all, the the smell is pretty terrible. But then you find out that all of these people are in a trench and they're plunged deep in human feces. People plunge deep in just the sort of dung you dump from human privies and latrines. And he says they're so covered in feces you can't tell like who's who. And if you think about it, the idea of like flattering someone is like not speaking the truth, and so it's waste. You're using words that are waste. Because, like, what people actually need is, like, truth spoken to them. So someone is a flatterer. First of all, it's deceptive and since they want something from them. Mm -hmm. But, like, literally what they're speaking is waste. And if you think about what feces is, it's human waste. So all the nutrients, all of the, like, flavor, everything has been taken out and it's what the body has left over. So it's like, all right, you're going to cover people in, like, the waste of words. You're going to cover them in, like, yeah, like the feces of lies then you get to live in that. So they get covered in all of the, like, feces of, like, what they spewed onto others, which is pretty gross. Yep. They've sunk me down here, all my flatteries, with which my tongue was never tuckered out. He's kind of proud of it. Yeah. (laughs) So that's that. Let's jump to Canto 19. Right. Uh, the third ditch, the third malabolge, and this is the Seminists, which is something we may be less than familiar with today. But Seminists were those that bought and sold church offices, right? That profiteered from church offices. So, for instance, like a bishop or a pope, you know, like important positions, like buying and selling them in order to have power. And it's based upon the person Simon Magus from the Acts of the Apostles, right. who actually, he was a magician who sees them and says, like, yes, in Acts of the Apostles, he has to actually buy the power of the apostles. And they're like, well, like, you can't buy Sorry, that dude. power. Yeah. yeah. So there's a, there's a non-canonical story that Simon Magus kind of made a deal with the devil as a magician. And he, to show that he's more powerful than the apostles, starts to fly. And that St. Peter does the sign of the cross and Simon Magus drops and plunges into the ground. And so here, the punishment Uh, is that you have all of these people lying 
face down. They're dug into the ground with their feet sticking out in these like grill holes. He actually uses the image of the baptistry mm-hmm. in uh, of San Giovanni in Florence. And their feet are sticking out and they're being burned in their feet. And so first of all, right. it's an image of Simon Magus who has fallen, right? Mm-hmm. But then also, if you think about it, like first of all, so like people who were assassins were buried upside down who took divine life and turned it upside down, mm-hmm. right, are now upside down. And then you have the fire. So, so if there's a fire burning their feet. And the fire, instead of being the tongue of fire upon the head over the head of the apostle, is now burning their feet. And so their feet are, like, kicking as they're getting burned. And there's actually an image from Scripture. like, how beautiful the feet of those that bring good news. Oh. So it's supposed to, like, they're supposed to be bringing good news. And so instead of, like, their feet bringing good news, it burns them with the fire of what they did. A lot of layers here. There's a lot here. There's so much here. And I actually, like, this is one of my favorite. And there's a moment where Dante says, like, uh, whoever you may be who's up is down. You turn things upside down, Mm -hmm. right? And Dante leans over to hear who this is. And he says, like, I stood like a friar who hears the sins of a faithless assassin held in grave. And there's this crazy reversal where... You have Dante, the layperson, leaning down to hear the confession of, of the Pope. Of the Pope, exactly right. Pope Nicholas the Third, and actually talks about like that he he mistakes Dante for Boniface the Eighth. Like, oh, you've shown up, like you made it. And there's an interesting moment there. Dante first is like kind of quiet and doesn't really know how to respond because he he thinks he's being mocked, and Virgil like recognizes that and very aptly in the circle of fraud, tells Dante like, no, you need to make this right. Like you need to step up and say something and make sure that he knows that you are not the person he thinks you are. Yeah. Yeah. You didn't fear to wed by guile the lovely bride as in the church and then rend and sell her flesh. So again, like like priests and bishops, like they're meant to be like married to the church. And what they did is they sold her. So you can see even why they're not far away from panders and seducers. Right. They sold her by selling these offices to people who wanted power instead of actually giving divine life. I stashed great wealth, and here I stashed myself, he says. And under my head, the others all are crammed, my predecessor popes in Simony. So as one as another person arrives, they get stuffed down, and the one person above them gets pushed farther down. And so just as, like, there was somebody who was in that position as, like, a bishop or whatever, and a new person was crammed in, like, they do the same thing. They get what they want, and they're crammed in one after the other. Right, and it's just like with the heretics, we see this sort of like false communion, like this closeness, but still like, like they all hate each other essentially because one guy's face is shoved up against another guy's foot. Yeah, and then like you hear Dante go into this long, kind of beautiful rant against Pope Nicholas and then all that corruption in the church. And I think like this is worth talking about in the sense of Dante who, this whole journey about, he's a man who's lost, but like this is about him being saved, but he goes into this long he goes off. He goes off. Dante goes off. On the corruption in the church and basically being like, look, like this is, like, the, and it begins like, oh, tell me, how much treasure did he want out of St. Peter? Did our Lord, before he placed the keys in his authority, surely he asked no more than follow me. Mm-hmm. And goes into this like long rant, right, of like basically moving away from the original purity of the apostles who lived with Jesus. For the world is made, made dismal by your greed. Exactly. Silver and gold you've made into your God. And yeah, like going into like the full corruption of it and like ranting against 
this pope. And I think this is a worth like this like anti-corruption in the church rant and even talking about it. And not only that, but like Dante, who is who's a sinner, who is like in need of mercy and is making this journey, but going against the corruption of the church like that, that is within like these particular people for the sake of actually like the goodness of the church. And I think that's worth talking about today where like many people have been hurt by the church. Right. Because I think a lot of a lot of the reaction in, in seeing the evil of the world, in seeing the evil of the church, to, like, leave it, to leave it behind. But, like, like what we're called to do is actually, like, to strive harder. This is why fraud is so insidious, right? Is, right. like, the person, like, that has been so burned by, like, people not doing good in the church no longer believe in the efficacy of the church. And when someone tries to, like, bring them back because they are lost, they can be like, well, you're just trying to deceive me, too. Mm-hmm. Or you think this is a good thing, but it's actually not a good thing. I've been deceived. Like, that's the real, like, evil of fraud on a societal level, why it's so damaging, right? So even when people are in need, they don't reach out because they don't trust, right? And even you hear people today where, like, especially in a lot of, like, areas that are really struggling, they'll be like, don't trust the cops, right? The people that are supposed to protect them, like, they, they like, don't trust, right? So that's why any for any form at all of, like, fraud or corruption, like, does damage to society as a whole. So, and that's the end of Canto 19, this, like, invective against the seminists. Yeah, uh, so we'll be continuing through these Melibolge with next time's podcast. We'll be covering the diviners and the grafters. So, see you then. Mm-hmm.